Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name is Taylor. Captain Steve, is your mic on today? Yes, sir. Wow. Right. Holy up? hell, he did it. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Check us out, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check out the other podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts, we're probably there. If not, let us know, and we will be there. Taylor. What's up? What are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about the big news that broke over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I'm sure everybody already knows about it by now. If but you're from New York. Well, yeah, if you're from New York and even around the country. Well, definitely if you're from New York, though, because we've had some local shops posting about it almost every day, I've yes, seen. Yes, yes. So if you are from Long Island especially, but if you're from New York, you most likely have seen it on Facebook, following some of these gun groups and um, maybe even local stores. So, uh, Taylor, right. uh, why don't you lead us in uh, what's going on here? Basically, it's the ATF um, getting up to their chicanery again, basically classifying weapons with stable stabilizing braces they want to reclassify uh certain pistols that have stabilizing braces on them generally of the ar type platform but they're on a bunch of other different firearms as well and they want to reclassify if they are actually pistols with braces or whether they are short-barreled rifles gotcha so this all broke and people started kind of getting to a frenzy and saying oh my god the atf just changed the law pistol braces are now illegal you know the letter that the ATF had put out, um, it said it did not carry the weight of law. It was basically them putting something out for the public to comment on and basically saying, look, this is what we're thinking. This is what we look at. This is how we examine things. What are your thoughts? So basically, in a nutshell, the ATF said, okay, people have, we approved braces back in Obama." You know, under the Obama administration. We approved the use of braces because originally its intent was to allow disabled people or people that might have physical mobility issues <clears throat> to fire an AR pistol. The original one was for an AR pistol. An AR pistol one-handed because the AR pistol is a heavier gun. It's large. It's a little unwieldy. So this person created this device that allows you to strap it to your arm and then... Um, fire it one-handed because as per the definition of a pistol it's to be fired with one hand that's why you can't have things like forward grips on pistols so fast forward and companies are making braces and they're perfectly fine and they submit them to the atf and they say yep that's a brace that's fine it's good to go then there was a few years ago i think one or two years ago there was a controversy where the atf said that you can no longer shoulder stabilizing braces because in that is not the original intent of the design. Therefore, you can't shoulder them. This this is stupid as hell. Okay, if I fire a fucking gun upside down, does that mean all of a sudden that it needs to be subject to a different law because I'm it, shooting it with exactly. my pinky? Right? And that's like, what people were arguing. They were saying that you could put a pistol up to your shoulder and fire it, like a regular Glock or right, whatever. Right. You know, you could put that up to your shoulder and fire it. Probably hurt. It would, but theoretically, you could right. fire it in any position you want. Right. Um, your original intent with the firearm when you put the stabilizing brace on was not to be able to shoulder fire right, it, right. but having the brace on shouldn't prevent you from shoulder firing it because it's not a rifle and you can fire a pistol in any way you'd like. That kind of went away over time and I think the ATF backed off a little bit over that. And it's all about the ATF is now getting on to intent. How you intend to use the firearm, how you intend to fire it. Um... So this new uh, letter that they put out basically said that um, certain things like optics, if you have an optic on your gun that cannot feasibly 
be fired with one hand, like a long scope, let's yep. just say, mm-hmm. where your eye relief, you need to be like yep. two inches yep. away from the scope. If you put that on an AR pistol with a brace, well, then the brace, you, you the intent of you putting that optic on was not to fire it with one hand, but to put it against your shoulder. So therefore, the ATF argues that you mm-hmm. intend to fire it from the shoulder. Now, this becomes an issue because people have been hunting with pistols for a long time. People have used um, heavy revolvers with bipods on them. People put scopes on them, and they bench rest the uh, the the um, the pistol. So, I mean, the intent with that, the intent with that is still to shoot it with one hand. But you have a scope that it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Exactly, and it's irrelevant because if I put a if any if I put anything on my gun. The, the thought that I would use it for any other purpose is like almost like a thought crime. Right. So maybe I just really like the way that massive, you know, scope looks on yeah. my handgun and I just like it. Right. It's a thought crime to say, well, he has it on there and so he's using it not in its intended purpose because he might shoulder it. No, that's fucking bullshit. Uh, it's, a, it's a thought crime. Right. So I'm going to read a little something from the Firearms Policy Coalition website here. This is some little blurbs that they have about it. But basically, the draft document instead purports to be intended to inform the public on how brace-equipped firearms will be examined. Based on the criteria set forth in the draft documents, it appears that the ATF would take something of a, quote, total, totality of the circumstances, quote, approach, in determining whether a specific brace-equipped, brace-equipped pistol is a short-barreled firearm regulated under the NFA. These criteria include the firearm's type, caliber, weight, and length, the design of the brace itself, and whether the firearm can be properly aimed when using the attachment as a brace, and whether an optic that cannot properly be used one-handed is present, i.e. something that suggests intent. The agency also indicates that it will observe the marketing of firearms and accessories, as well as other more subjective factors. So, yeah, I mean, caliber is a big thing, because I heard that, you know, they said large caliber firearms shouldn't, you know, you can't fire them with one hand. Yeah. But... If you talk about caliber specifically, 223 is a small caliber. 500 Smith & Wesson is a large caliber. I mean, you know, when they say they they think they mm. I think they mean rifle, quote rifle rounds, end quote, like uh 223 308, you know, 762 by 39. That's what I think when they say large caliber, end quote. Um to me that is kind of subjective because there have been pistols in much more powerful rounds. You know, there are 308 bolt action pistols. Here's what I want to know. You ready? Are that? they going to go door to door and check everybody's gun? Well, this is the whole thing. Right? Because because they're saying they're going to go basically on a case-by-case basis using the totality of the circumstances, which is a legal definition. Right. I don't know if you know that. Oh. The, the words totality of the circumstances, that, that's like a, a, a law definition. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It has to do with courts and stuff like that. Uh, in, in law, the totality of the circumstances... Uh, refers to a method of an, of analysis where decisions are based on all available information rather than uh, bright line rules. So basically, them using those words is not an accident. Okay. Okay. So, but what I want to know is, are they go- like because you could buy it without right. like a, like without a scope on it. So you put the scope on it now on because now they're saying, oh well, now that you're using it not with for its intended purposes, now now it becomes illegal. Who's who's looking into that? Who's right? Lo- and at that point. Like, who just walks up and decides, oh, like, you're not using that with its intended purpose? Well, the ATF, apparently. Yeah, but the ATF is not an organization that goes 
they don't patrol and look for that type of shit. So, like, who determines it? Right. And this is why, going forward, they say that if they are to evaluate, let's just say, a firearm. If, let's just say, um, you know, a company submits a firearm to them, and it's literally just an ATF pistol, uh, ATF, an AR-15 pistol with a brace, if that is then approved, then they say, if you, the user, put on accessories that make it such that one-handed firing is not feasible, then you have then redesigned the firearm and the intended purpose into a short barrel rifle, which requires NFA registration. Listen, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying that's what their position is. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it now, with everything that's going on, especially with all these gun laws, um, like I said in a previous episode, uh, the Biden-Harris administration got with the ATF, and basically the Biden-Harris administration said that their number one thing they want, the two things they want to go after is the 80% and the braces. Who said this? Biden-Harris administration. Okay. They got with the ATF. And now, um, luckily, the ATF withdrew this. So people commented, people called the politicians, congressmen, whatever, people called the White House, and they withdrew it. I think um, I heard it was like 50,000 signatures or something like that, hmm. which isn't a lot when you think about it um, compared to the millions of braces that are out there, millions of brace pistols. But, you know, this is the world we live in where um, I forget who said it. Somebody I, I heard it was a really good quote where it said if somebody won't pick up a pen, they won't pick up a rifle. Yeah. So, I mean, this affects also us in New York because of things like, let's just say, the others, which, John, you had mentioned right. in the other episode, the other episode, the episode yeah. that we did on the others right. where you talked about um, putting a brace on a, quote, firearm and then putting a forward grip on it. Right. If the brace is originally there to make the firearm fired with one hand, mm -hmm. but then you put a, a, a vertical right. grip on it, technically then you yeah. change the intent of what that right. is, and, and therefore that could be construed as right. a stock. So what I was saying was if you do that, for example, it becomes, I believe we were talking about pistols. Yeah. It becomes an, a, quote, assault pistol. Well, no, no, no. The pistol... Well, the pistol, a pistol can't have a vertical grip on it anyway. But what they're saying is that it could, this firearm could be classified as an assault yeah. pistol. I forgot exactly what, what I said. Right. It has something to do with adding, basically adding an extra part. Right. And it became like an assault, whatever it was. Right. Um, and pretty much what you were saying was like, no, because it's not, it wasn't in, in initially there. It doesn't, you know, it won't, it doesn't become that. But they're pretty much like the ATF now is pretty much saying, yes, it would become whatever you now intended to be right it I, you know with this whole bracing it gets really confusing because obviously let's just let's just put it on front street here let's just be honest everyone knows what a brace is for oh yeah we, we all i mean know. it's to circumvent law it, it's it's a workaround to the law it's to circumvent it really is <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong but in the way the law is written it was within the letter of the law Right. So we're using the law to work for us. Right. You know, I don't say us as in I don't have one, but what I'm getting at is the people, the, the gun-owning community. Mm -hmm. So, and then people got really, they, they started writing the ATF, oh, if I shoulder this, will it count as a stock? It's like, people, shut the fuck up, man. Like, chill. Yeah. <laughs> so well, now, sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. You ever hear that? Yeah. yeah now people ask for permission, and now they want to take it away from well, you. Well, now Good what work. they now what they want to do is the ATF in this letter. They said, "All right, well, now if you want to register it as a sharp barreled rifle, if this policy change does go through, they'll waive the tax for you to register as it as an SBR, which is two hundred dollars." 
Okay. So if you're looking to register an SBR anyway, you know, some people were saying, well, I might as well just register them as SBRs and save myself some money, which first of all, it, it, that, that's not the point. You know, mm. the point is that they're changing the yeah. they're changing the rules of which they already said was okay. Right. The original brace was developed for an AR-15 pistol right. mm -hmm. under the Obama administration. Right. So how could then they say that it's not okay to put on an AR-15 or other quote large caliber firearms? Yeah. Like that doesn't. There's make no sense. way they didn't anticipate people to shoulder this. I know. There's no way. Right. Because when I first saw that, I'm like, that's it, stock. It's, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a stock. Right. I mean. Right. I mean, so. The ATF put this out. People commented. People got really angry, as they should, and then they withdrew it. But it doesn't stop them from trying to pull the shit again. Mm. And especially for people in New York, let's just say, who have others, now this could be, um, they can misconstrue that now as a short barreled rifle because the intent of it is, I mean, even though, yeah, when you got the gun, it wasn't a rifle. When you got the lower, it wasn't a rifle. It was a firearm. Okay, and it meets all these other legal definitions, but the state... They could just say, nope, that's a rifle. And then, boom. it's They could make a, finally make a determination on it if they want to based on the mm. ATF's recent yeah. clarification. Now, also, things like weight, length, and other things are extremely subjective. John, if you have an AR pistol in 308, you could fire that with one hand, mm -hmm. right? Somebody, let's just say, like your wife, who's a little mm. more feminine than you. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Can't fire it with one hand. <laughs> I don't know if that was the right word to use. I think it's feminine is not really the right no, word to use. She's of smaller stature and maybe not as strong as you. Right. Okay. Uh, you just, for lack, <laughs> it just wasn't the right, he chose the wrong word. It's not like an insult or it's not like weird to say, but it was just the wrong way to say it. Okay. You, I, I mean, you could be six foot tall and be jacked yeah. and fucking be feminine. Okay. Feminine was the wrong one. It's fucked up. Tyler. How about let's say That's, you know what? They're gonna cancel you for uh -oh. that. Uh oh. Uh oh. We're gonna get canceled, everybody. <laughs> no, We're just gonna... you. I'm gonna continue. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just a New York Gun Guy podcast. No. Oh, uh, you're gonna bring Steven? Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> it's fucked up. All right. Anyway, what were you saying? Go ahead. Um, Before you so made somebody that who is horrible, maybe of shorter stature or is not as strong as another person won't be able to fire that one basically dude someone who's like you know 300 pounds of muscle is going to be able to fire a certain type of gun or round right. better than someone who's like 100 pounds correct so yeah so also they determine things like length of pull right which length of pull is only applicable for a stock a brace is not a stock so therefore i don't know how they can make length of pull an applicable feature or applicable right. you know unit of measure in this um so it gets down to things like that where they're very just ambiguous and very subjective definitions of what they're trying to do. Now, they did say that, oh, well, if you have one, and let's just say this did pass, whatever. If you do have one, you could either take the brace off, destroy the firearm, or surrender it, or register it, which, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Seemed a little overkill. If you paid like two grand for an AR pistol, and it's like, oh, here you go. I'm going to destroy it, or I'm going to surrender it. Um. You know, I don't think that's the way to go. This must have had this because this I just pulled this up. It says in 2017, the ATF reversed their opinion, saying use of an unmodified arm brace as a buttstock isn't illegal. Right. So it must have been one way, and then they changed their mind. Well, at first it it didn't no, like at first they didn't care how you used it, and then mm -hmm. people were writing them, "Oh, can I shoulder this? Oh, can I shoulder right. this?" And then they had to put a letter out saying, "Look, everyone's asking if we could, if you could shoulder it." 
Well, like, there's a whole thing on this, man. In 2014, ATF rules against shouldering braces. A, yeah. uh, 2015, ATF defends stance on illegal shouldering. 2017, they reversed it. So this has been going on for years. It has been going on for a very long time. Yeah. So this been has been going on for years, man. Yeah, man. Since 2014. And uh, as of 2020, the ATF still has not changed their last opinion, um, saying that it is not illegal, even though they tried. Or they floated the idea and immediately were like, okay, maybe this isn't a great right. idea. Because if you built an AR pistol and your original intent wasn't to shoulder it, but let's just say you just did anyway, that's not your original intent. And it's very hard yeah. to prove intent. And, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm very curious, like, if I, if I have an AR pistol and, you know, or, and let's say we're in a, we're in a place where i hand it to you you shoot the gun and you shoulder it not realizing it's a it's a right, it's a brace or is all of a sudden now you're in violation of the law right so an atf uh agent can just come over and cuff you and you're under arrest right that's what they would want right so that it just it doesn't make sense it'd be no. so messy yes it would it would and that's why for a while before the braces were around they would have things like cheek rests or they would have the buffer tube that stuck out and people would try and put that against their shoulder i mean you know the, the buffer tube is an integral part of the AR-15. So you can't just get rid of that. So that's why it makes it kind of conducive to have a stock-like feature yeah. to it. Right. But, you know, a lot of people in New York, um, AR pistols or any kind of big pistol like that in New York, we, we really can't have unless you're Leo because of weight and, you know, they make it assault pistol or whatever. But also for fixed mag pistols, people could have a fixed mag pistol in AR and they have braces on them and this can now affect them. So, you know, in New York, this is a very touchy, this could be a very touchy subject. And I think it's touchy actually for everyone in the country. Um, the ATF kind of just doing what they want, kind of just going the way they want. Well, they floated the idea and uh, it yeah. got a lot of backlash. Yeah, I mean, it did. You know, they didn't just notice that they didn't try this before November, mm -hmm. even though this mm -hmm. has been something brewing for years. Years. They didn't try this before November. Right. And I think that if Biden and Harris didn't get elected, allegedly, then <laughs> then, you know, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be going after it. And I'm kind of annoyed that Trump didn't say, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, chill. Like, stop. You know? So this says in 2014 the ATF argued that this was illegal the shouldering of the of the um, race right in 2017 they reversed their opinion and now state quote sporadic incidental or situational shouldering of a pistol is legal so basically it's illegal but if you happen to do it sporadically which means not all the time incidentally which means accidentally basically like oh like uh like if i had to do the gun and you did it and i was like oh that's not how you use it oh, okay no big deal or situationally which means like i don't know i guess in a certain situation it's just better to shoulder it and fire right. it it's totally okay but if you do it all the time it's not okay like it's just like these yeah, weird little you like it just yeah it's like eh, it's, it's, it's all gray area so like if right. you have a you know john your glock if right. you shoot it out in front of you it's right. fine but if you draw it close into you to fire like situationally sorry right, i'm moving right. around here right um if you pull it close to your chest and fire it because the situation depends mm -hmm. technically it's on your shoulder it's on your chest sure so the same thing applies into a to uh the the, the the ar pistol they just don't like that they were outsmarted this time exactly yeah exactly i mean i get it and now there's all these different brace designs and then yeah. one of them was recently um deemed to be a short barreled rifle because from what I heard, I think it was the SBA three brace. Um, the they didn't submit it for ATF quote approval, 
and they released it on a firearm and then the ATF came back and said, no, that's that's a stock. You didn't approve it or whatever. So then people, they had to get a recall. Um, I think it was like the Honey Badger Q or something like that, if I remember correctly. That was the name of the firearm. Um, they're just going after small people. Now with the polymer, the polymer lowers, the polymer 80, you heard about that. What, what happened with that? Correct? No, I'm just reading something uh, in 2015 that um, the ATF basically said that uh, the pistol stabilizing brace was neither designed nor approved to be used as a shoulder stock and therefore use as a shoulder stock constitutes a quote redesign uh, of the device because the possessor has changed the very function of the item which no you're not modifying it anyway you're just using it in a different way right right so i don't know if that's really considered a a, a redesign of the functionality uh, then it goes on to say any individual uh letters uh stating otherwise are contrary to plain language of the nfa uh, this just goes into like a bunch of letters that people wrote but basically right. they're saying if you shoulder it it's it's a redesign right which just it's not you know right it's not like you broke a piece of the plastic off or unscrewed a couple screws and screwed something else on that's a redesign right and right. And, and then it'd be like oh it's 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 still a pistol brace even though it's like clearly not you know yeah that, that would be a redesign a lot of times what they what people would do is shove something in the hole in the back yeah like, like foam or something and that's a redesign right i could it. see that being i could see them saying that's a redesign yeah it is because but the, but the mirror putting it on your shoulder is not a redesign no no it isn't um the 80 percent lowers oh yeah so what happened was the first round of this was they raided polymer 80 and they over an alleged buy build shoot kit that they sold so they sold the complete kit which included an 80 percent receiver and all the components needed to you know, make it into a firearm. And the description of the product said that it could be done in minutes, you know, you'll be shooting in minutes. The ATF determined that that in itself is a firearm because you could assemble it and make it fire, which I don't know how because it's an 80% receiver. The same receiver that they sold just solo, you know, without the kit, they put in this kit and now the ATF said, oh, nope, that's a handgun. You sold handguns without, you know, yada, 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 et cetera. So they were going to people's houses and saying, look, uh, based on the records from the company, we know you bought this, hand it over to us, or we're going to get a warrant and come back. So people gave it to them because, you know, some people don't like, I wouldn't want to be raided. You know, that's not good. So what what exactly made this illegal all of a sudden? It, exactly. Thank you. That's just, the fucking question. So what did they put in there that just, that triggered this? Apparently they, apparently the ATF said you could assemble this and fire it even though it's an 80%. They said the kit itself, the whole kit that they sell, they say allegedly is a firearm, as opposed to just the regular 80% receiver just being a receiver. Why? Because it had all the parts in the box? Dude, your guess is as good as mine, It just man. doesn't make any sense to no, me. No, it doesn't. I, am, am I missing something? Because I don't get it. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. It, nobody fucking knows. They just decided to go after them and tell them that's what? a firearm. Exactly. You do fucking look it up. I know. I've seen. I've yeah. seen like posts about it. But yeah. I'm just like. I'm just thinking. Like, just it just doesn't it's make sense. It's an eighty percent receiver. Right. It's not completed. Right. They sell the components with it to complete it to as complete a it. full kit. As a full kit. And they said that alone. They said it's too easy to assemble into a working firearm. So therefore, that constitutes a firearm. What if you bought the eighty percent lower? 
plus exactly. and the parts from a different company exactly. and it got all sent at the They're same time. They're not going after the sole 80% receiver from the same just the company, kit. just the kit. Because all the parts come in the same box. I tell you, and this is the, this is what we're dealing that with. That makes no sense. It's a fucking thought crime. Exactly. Dude, so wait, if exactly. I bought the 80% lower from the comp- and from the company yeah. and then from the same company but separately on a different order bought the rest of the parts, totally okay. Yeah. But because they all come in the same box, it's not okay. Yep, they this said shit it's makes too no easily. sense. Yeah, dude, look it up. I I've seen I'm just Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. What and that's the hell? what I'm getting at. So now this is why people are kind of annoyed with Trump just saying, "Look, this is you're still president. This is going on under your watch. Like what's going on here?" And, you know, some people think he kind of checked out, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's done. Or he's trying to fight the battle of of getting reelected or claiming that the election was stolen. Mm. So the Biden-Harris administration is already taking steps to infringe on your rights. Now, this happened, like I said, after November, after the election. Yeah. They were waiting for this. They targeted people like Polymer 80. They also targeted, I think, one or two other places um, in regards to the same thing. And, you know, what are, what are we to do about it? You know, the ATF shows up at your door. I mean, some people say, I'm going to call my lawyer, get a warrant. Okay. Yeah. And then what? They come back the next day with, like, an MRAP and, like, 20 dudes. No, that's not how it works. I don't know, man. Listen, they got to get a warrant or that you could just voluntarily hand it over. I'm not even sure that a judge would issue that warrant. I'm not <sighs> I'm not going to lie to you. Well, tell me, what, what are you issuing the warrant for? Allegedly, because you bought a firearm without. Yeah, but it doesn't. That's they don't just be giving out warrants like they're fucking bottles of water at some a race, people, dude. I know, but some people, if presented with that threat, they'd just be like, "Dude, I'm yes, out. presented with I'm a threat," out. and that's what it is. It's intimidation. Yeah, which I, I don't right. agree with. So you know, what do you what are you supposed to do at that point? You know, ah, oh, the kit was like a couple hundred bucks. You know, I'd rather not deal with the headache. You know, and it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm just saying, I don't think... Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I'm not an ATF agent. I don't think they would have gotten the warrant for it. I don't know, man. You'd be surprised. I mean, they bought something that really isn't a... Fi- a judge is going to look at that. I mean, unless they went... Uh, I don't know. Did you pull up a picture of it? Of what? The the, the buy, build, shoot kit? I just see an 80% AR, oh. lower, uh, AR receiver kit. Oh, it's not the, It's not a receiver kit. It's a, it's a handgun kit. Let me look. It's for... Uh, I just... I just clicked, like, any... Uh, the pistol frame kits? Yeah, polymer 80. Uh, the, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, those Palmer are pretty cool. 80. Yeah. So, oh, uh, like $150, $160, $170. Yeah. So, again, it's just one of these things now that they're coming after things that were deemed legal. Well, that's what I'm saying. They were deemed legal already. So, if someone said to someone said to a judge, hey, we're doing X, Y, and Z, probably like, wait a minute, like they bought this legally. I don't think they'd be really getting any uh, any warrants for that. I mean, I would certainly hope a judge would see right past that. I don't know, man. I have no idea. <laughs> I, hope. I hope. Yeah. So I'm actually pulling up an article here real quick, uh, real quick from the personal defense world. Uh, the ATF raids Polymer 80 over buy, build, shoot kits. Suspecting the company of multiple alleged violations, the ATF reportedly conducted a raid on Polymer 80, becoming the latest attack in the gun industry. Um, so the Wall Street Journal report claims the ATF raided the Polymer 80 facility in Nevada on Thursday. This was a few weeks ago. This was in early December. Um, but we're just kind of talking about it now. The report further alleges that the target wasn't the 80% AR or Glock receivers Polymer 80 is known for. Instead, the ATF went over... Went over the buy, build, shoot kits. This is great. What? CNN article. 
Feds raid, quote, ghost gun maker whose products say they are. This is a ghost gun. <laughs> like, let me read the whole thing. Right. Said they are linked to, quote, hundreds of crimes. And this is a ghost gun. It's a ghost gun. This this is what CNN has said. This is a ghost gun. That's why they're going after him. And of the course, thirty caliber clip. The thirty, oh, man. The 30 caliber clip ghost gun. No, but um, that's what that's what this article says. That they raid uh, P eighty, uh, because they have quote ghost guns. That's that's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fucked up. And now and they're using this kind of as a scapegoat oh, the, because the they build shoot kit. Yeah. With a ten round mag is. $600. Yep. So it's pretty much got everything that you would ever need to put the whole gun together and you just put it together. Yeah. Well, you have to mm. complete the frame. It's an 80% frame. So as it stands, it shouldn't be a firearm. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. So they're pretty much saying, like, look, I, it's basically a gun minus like three screws. And no, you have to. I, you I, have I'm to dremel. No, I'm, I know. I'm looking at the parts. The it's, inside of the receiver, you have to dremel out for the barrel channel. You have to drill a couple of holes and complete the rail sections. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it comes with the tools, everything yeah. you need. So, but it's still technically not a firearm. I'm aware of that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, from their point of view, playing devil's advocate. Uh, you pretty much have the entire... It would be almost as if... But it wouldn't even work. If you tried to put the parts together onto the frame, it wouldn't work because right. the frame is not complete. It's got like a whole jig and everything. Are you just and, like fucking... Yeah, you need to dremel out, file out, whatever. Yeah. And that's what you do. <laughs> I mean, it's great. And you know what? I, I love it from like, you know, from a rights standpoint. Yeah. You see you have a you have a company basically going, well, we can't sell you X, so we're going to sell you like x.5 and in most jurisdictions yeah. it's not illegal right. to manufacture your no, own that's firearm. great that's great yeah i mean it's not though right federally illegal to manufacture no it is it's legal it's, it's totally, legal that's yeah, what i'm saying federally legal so then this shouldn't even be a problem anyway right the only thing is that it's a handgun states, yeah certain states right um but basically what politicians <laughs> are trying to do now is scapegoat um these quote ghost guns Right. And say that they're showing up on crime scenes, they're the problem in the country. You can get a felon can get one with no background check. But still the overwhelming majority of firearms used in crimes are ones that were stolen, purchased illegally, you know, well purchased legally and then entered its way into the black market. You know, this still represents a smaller percentage of the firearms used in crimes. So This is a ghost gun. <laughs> thanks. So instead of <laughs> instead of trying to target, you know, it doesn't matter. In my opinion, it shouldn't matter what type of firearm is using a crime. It's the fact that a firearm is using a crime. So, you know, if a person shouldn't have a firearm, they shouldn't have a firearm. And they say, oh, well, it's too easy for criminals to get guns. Well, listen, they're going to get them one way or another. I'm sorry, but criminals aren't buying this and making guns. I don't think. They do. You think criminals are buying buying these things and putting them together and making the guns rather than just stealing it yeah. or buying one from another they, state? They do show up in crime scenes, and I'm not going to lie about that. They do show up in crime scenes. It's kind of unfortunate, but they do. Mm. To you know, to somebody who's a criminal, this playing devil's advocate, this represents a perfect thing. Oh, shit, I could buy this anonymously, no serial numbers, just do a little bit of work, and boom, I got a firearm. Okay, you're still breaking the law, though. Yeah. So the law should be a deterrent for any yeah. person with some good moral sense to be like, you know what? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't do that. Mm. But... Criminals don't follow laws. Yeah. So that's their justification. Like the ghost guns. They're trying to ban them. Yep. Hit that button, This John. is a ghost gun. <laughs> they're trying to ban them based on the fact that some criminals use them. Well, criminals use firearms. Mm -hmm. So by that 
logic, then they could be able to ban all firearms. Mm. And this is where the brace issue and the and the eighty percent receiver issue are going to be a big, big point of contention in the Biden Harris alleged administration. And I joke, but you know, come on, let's let's be real here. The I the, the election was just really fucking hinky. I don't know if it's one hundred percent legit. And maybe there could be some sort of way that Trump could become president, but right now it's not looking good. No. That's why I, I say allegedly. Yeah. But, you know, that's going to be a big point of contention. They can't go after assault weapons because they know that it's not going to happen. I mean, they, they theoretically could. Kamala was saying with if she was president within her first 100 days of office, she would have assault weapons ban, you know, put in place through executive please, action. Please. Right. And that's not going to happen. An assault weapons ban is not popular. It doesn't carry the same weight as it used to. That's why they changed it from assault weapon to weapon of war. Weapons of war. Weapons of war. Which we did an episode on, by the way. You should go back and listen to that. We did. <laughs> it's a good episode. Actual weapons of war. Yeah. So they're changing their tactics, they're changing their strategy, and now they're changing what they go after because ghost guns and sound evil. Well, they say a company is making them and selling them to people. Ooh, well, we need to stop that. We need to go after them. People are circumventing the NFA by putting braces on their firearms. No, they're not. They're making pistols, which aren't purview to the NFA. Although, John, little known fact, in 1934, when the NFA was originally, when it, when it was originally written, they wanted to get pistols on the NFA. Because they deemed them to be too dangerous for the public to, to have. But luckily, they didn't. Well, we've gone over, um, <clears throat> you know, the statistics and everything. Yeah. And when we were doing, I guess, the weapons of war, the assault. I don't know. I forgot what we were looking at. What we found was that there's less than 300 um, deaths by caused rifles by rifles. Of any kind. Yeah. And here they are trying to ban things that cause only 300 deaths right. when handguns are responsible for the rest of them. It's amazing. I know. I know, and of those handguns, the overwhelming majority are not, quote, ghost guns. Right. So, I mean, they're going after, they're, they're setting up the straw man to, for their argument. So, I don't know, man. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I think that people really, thankfully, stepped up and were vocal and said, no, mm -hmm. go screw yourself. Yeah. Now, as far as braced firearms in New York, um, there are some great options. <laughs> um one that I really had my eye on. Oh, man, I was in the gun store. When was it? It was a while ago. And they had, a few months ago, and they had their a Black Aces Tactical, like a super short uh, semi-automatic. I think it was their Pro Series Mini, and it had a brace on it. Now, the brace basically aided you in firing it one-handed because it's a semi-automatic sh uh, shotgun, quote-unquote. It was a firearm, but shotgun. And it aided you and firing it one-handed it was super short semi-automatic i think it held like three or four sh uh, shots in it but it was super cool now without the brace that gun would not be legal because it'd be too short it'd be uh considered a short barrel shotgun or an aow because it doesn't have a stock it's too short uh doesn't meet the federal length requirement so certain firearms that you can have in new york thanks to braces um the remington tac 14 remington made one and the same thing with the Mossberg Shockwave with a factory brace on it because they want you to be able to hold that firearm with one hand, quote, and shoot it. So, mm. you know, there are options. Um, the Ruger, uh, some a uh, AR pistols in New York have braces, whether they're fixed mag for compliance for civilians or whether you could have one as a Leo with a detachable mag. Um, you know, so there are pistols and firearms in new york that do use a brace that you might not think about like like i said the shotguns so 
you know, it, it is definitely a fight worth fighting in that aspect because then if they could change the regu- the regulation of it, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. John and I were talking a little bit earlier about the, the bump stocks, the yeah. machine guns. Mm-hmm. Um, the ATF classified a bump stock as a machine gun, a yeah. piece of plastic that right. slides back and forth. They classified yeah. that as a machine gun. Yeah. Well, they were saying it 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 modifies how the gun operates or how the gun functions, when in reality it doesn't. Right. I mean, changing how fast you could pull the trigger, which essentially is what a bump bump stock does, right, is not changing the functionality of the firearm itself. Right. It's just it's not. So you know? they you can bump you can bump fire a gun off of your belt loop right. with your thumb. Like does that you know does that mean now pants are illegal? because you know you, you know what i mean you got you got a bump you got bump pants on like bump you, pants. you know you can't have belt loops anymore because right. it modified the gun it, it just it doesn't make sense right they said it was a device that could turn a semi-automatic into a fully automatic and therefore that device is now classified as a machine gun which again is one thing that people took issue with president trump was that he didn't stop that he didn't say what are you doing this is ridiculous he let that one go kind of he conceded to that issue I guess for some political reasons or whatever. But basically, the ATF then can define accessories to firearms as machine guns. Not even parts, not even trigger components, not even any uh, bolt components. They could define an accessory as a, as a machine gun. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that they can't redefine a, st- <clears throat> uh, uh, a uh, pistol brace as a stock. Right. Even though the ATF isn't in the industry of regulating accessories. They're only... They only regulate accessories when it's on an actual firearm and it changes the, quote, intent of the firearm. So the ATF isn't going to regulate a forward grip unless that forward grip is on a pistol. Then it becomes an AOW because it changes the definition of firing with two hands. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much more I could say on this. I mean, yeah. it's really one of these things where the ATF kind of gets a little nutty. Yeah. And it kind of just... What I think basically is that uh, they're butthurt. They're butthurt because they were outsmarted. Maybe they thought that people were really that stupid that they wouldn't just shoulder it. Maybe they didn't think it would be an issue at the time. Maybe just things have changed and now they care more. And now they're kind of shit out of luck and so they're trying. Uh, At the end of the day, I'm really glad that everybody who did step up stepped up and made their voice heard. And and the only reason why you could still have a pistol brace right now is because you made your voice heard. Guaranteed. If no one said anything and just went quietly into the night, that would be it. Yeah. But you, you, you know, you made your voice. Yeah, it affects a good. lot of people. It affects millions of people. Yeah. I'm sure millions, literal millions of people have braced firearms yeah. of some sort. And I'm sure there was there were millions of people who just wouldn't even have realized until one day they were just like, oh, that shit's illegal. Yeah. Like what it is? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, eh, it is what it is. I know, man. Well, if you don't have anything else to really add, I don't really. No. I don't really. I mean, you covered it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, the um, news has been out for a little while. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to get my. T- I just wanted to, you know, give my opinion on it and maybe get people thinking of yeah. how this has been going on for a long time. Right. Um, think about the regulatory aspects of it. Think about the impact that we have in New York, because you know, a lot of times you see a cool AR pistol, and you're like, oh, I can never have that in New York. But a brace, they're on shotguns, they're on other firearms which we have in new york so i mean we it does affect us to some degree man yeah i think this would also just fall into like another one of those mass non-compliance situations yeah you know yeah um basically what what's this is 
you know, aside from being butthurt, what it probably really is is the ATF was like, eh, technically you can, <laughs> but you know, we just will ignore it, and then everyone just started doing it and flaunting right. it, being like, haha, fuck you, we circumvented the law. Now the ATF is like, well, you know what, you want to say fuck you, we're gonna fuck you right back. And now with the new administration coming yeah. in, possibly it, they're it, emboldened, they're emboldened and, in it. And, and like they were said, probably told. I'm sure somebody somewhere was told, "You either do this or you're fired." Yeah. And that's someone's career, you know. They got to put, you know. And that's the problem with politicians have too much power, man. Yeah, they really do. They really do. The ATF is not in the business of making laws. They right. should just enforce laws. Right. So yeah, you know, I don't know, man. Um, know. So that's pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, that's it for this. I mean, it was a, a little bit shorter of an episode. Yeah. That's not a problem. But uh, if anyone has any comments about this, definitely let us know. Tell us you know whatever what what your thoughts are what you've seen what you've heard yeah for um, sure and uh we would we would love to talk about yeah, it if you have a braced firearm in new york you want to talk about maybe how yeah. it helps you how it affects you yeah feel free to comment yeah for sure uh other than that uh thanks for tuning in today guys check us out on facebook instagram check out the other podcasts on uh google podcast apple podcast spotify Podbean, everywhere else you can find podcasts if you can't find this on your podcast platform let us know we will make sure we are on your podcast platform that's it for today and as always don't be a turk we'll see you next time Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of the New York Gun Guys podcast. If you guys enjoyed the show, check out our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. Uh, we have new episodes every Monday and Friday, so check us out. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at NYGunGuys. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share it. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much for tuning in, and as always, stay safe.